0: hi and welcome to another episode of the cover zero podcast the show where i covered the least in the best way possible i'm your host jason wells uh i guess week 14 is wrapped up it's been it's been a very disappointing last twenty four hours for me. Dolphins loss aside, and we'll get to that one very shortly, but uh yeah, that Dolphins loss might have been the most devastating loss I've experienced as a fan, where it's like something that really mattered and it's not like a loss like where you're just kind of like, God's oh, it's a bad loss, but like that's a we should have won. And I'll get into more of that game, but uh not even that fantasy playoffs in my own league. I'll give some I'll just give some background here. I made a terrible trade. Traded Josh Allen away for Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards at the time was a top 10 fantasy back. Uh and then, yeah, so shouldn't have traded Josh Allen away. Obviously, that was a big mistake. Uh team was not, I was a spot out of the playoffs. I had it was like 30 points four up on the guy who because in my league, the last place is decided by points four, not record. But I won my week. Didn't matter uh, because I started Gus Edwards over everybody on my bench who went off. Cooper Cup, good game. James Cook, good game. Zay Flowers, good game. Jaden Reed, good game. Uh, I fucked up. I fucked up and now I am an out of my own fantasy league. Uh, it is rough. It is what it is. Uh, I This episode, this episode... I'm also recording on the software that I edit in, so I actually don't know if this is recording. I guess we'll see. Uh, But this episode, start off with a quick little NFL Weekly update. Not really much to talk about. uh, And then, yeah, we'll get into the Week 14 recap. Okay, starting off with a little NFL weekly update here. Uh, Yeah, uh, Al Michaels, for the first time in a very, very long time, is not calling a playoff game this year. Uh, I think NBC has the rights to whatever games, and they're just kind of putting their A squad and B squad. They're not going after... Technically, Al Michaels is a prime guide now. I think that's how it works with the broadcasting. Either way... uh, Gonna be a different playoffs, not see or not hearing Al Michaels call a game, but uh the, the man is old, it's good for him to rest up. I mean, he's dealt with a lot of, lot of shitty games, so it would have been nice to give him a playoff game, but uh yeah, that is it for the NFL weekly update. Let's get into the week 14 recap here. Hello, in darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Okay. Titans 28, Dolphins 27. Uh, I guess let's just talk about the Titans first. They did win. I hated that. I hated every minute of it. Uh, I didn't even get to watch the game because I'll get into that in a bit. But good, big ups for the Titans getting this win. Big moral victory. Uh, Will Levis looked good, really hung in there, took some shots, made some plays. Uh, he was the big difference maker in this one. A couple receivers had big games. Uh, Hopkins, Hopkins had a good night. Uh, just overall, just disappointing, disappointing. Um, I mean, not if you're a Titans fan, obviously, but yeah, Hopkins, 7 of 124 in the TD. Uh, Ty J Spears continues to kind of be a weapon for them. Uh, had a 29 yards on the ground for a 4.1 average, but also added 89 yards receiving. Um, yeah, I, whatever. Good for the Titans, but uh, the Dolphins, the Dolphins. Everyone stunk this game was bad from the defense to Tua and the offense in general to Mike McDaniel's play calling. I I don't even know where to start. I guess let's just start with uh, this. The Dolphins are the first team to lose up 14 with three minutes left to go since 2016. Since 2016, teams were uh, 767 and 0. When having a 14-nothing lead with three minutes left, now the Dolphins are that one loss. Absolutely brutal. Uh yeah, the defense completely choked it away at the end there. Uh and it doesn't hurt when Holland was already inactive for the game. Deshaun Elliott also left with an injury. Injuries, injuries killed us in this game. Only four or only one starter offensive lineman was out there. Xavier and Howard got banged up. The safeties got banged up, but like excuse or injuries are an excuse, especially when you're playing a team like the Titans who are dealing with their own injuries themselves Their offensive line stocks. They had no Jeffrey Simmons, uh, to, uh, just flat out was not great. He had moments to shine. He faltered. And I, 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 I think I've come to grips with Tua where Tua will never be a game-changing quarterback like a Mahomes, like an Allen, like a Lamar, where you can trust him to get it down the field by himself. Doesn't matter the weapons he has out there, but you have faith in him to lead a game-winning drive. Uh, Obviously, that Tyreek injury is big. I don't know what the injury really is for him, but... uh, Yeah, he came back and played, but his ankle was heavily taped up. And I think the only reason that he didn't play uh, really was because I think the the Dolphins and the coaching staff thought that, oh, this game was wrapped up. We don't need Tyreek back out there. We needed Tyreek back out there. But what I was saying with Tua before I went off course, like Tua is a good quarterback. Tua is a top 10 level quarterback in this league. But I don't think that he when it matters most, I don't think he can deliver on all occasions that doesn't put, but that like, I have him right now in the Justin Herbert, the Dak, the Jalen hurts though, those group of quarterbacks right now, that's where I have Tua, uh, uh, and I don't think that's a bad thing, but we need to have some real, ec- realistic expectations on his ceiling as a quarterback. Cause he has them and that's okay. Uh, the coaching. The coaching, on the other hand, we had five red zone opportunities, only coming away with two touchdowns. Uh, not great, obviously. Tua had the fumble in the first quarter. Jason Sanders had a block kick. Uh, yeah. Just just bad. And to make matters worse, center Connor Williams is now out for the year with a torn ACL. Um, Yeah. I I posted it on Twitter but basically after Tyreek and Tua Connor Williams is the most valuable player on this offense and now he is done for the year uh absolutely shitty Liam Eikenberg is I guess going to be the center him and Tua really need to get that handoff down under center cuz there was a few fuck ups but uh yeah Not great, not great. However, I will say that this is our first bad loss of the season. We're now 9-4, and and I mean our other three losses, Bills, Eagles, Chiefs, all relatively good teams right now. Uh, And this is our first bad loss. The Eagles lost to the Jets. The Bills lost to the Patriots and Jets. The Chiefs lost to the Broncos and Packers. Uh, Like, good teams lose to bad ones. It happens... As I said before, playoffs start week 16 when we go on that Cowboys-Ravens-Bills stretch and then the actual playoffs. Um, That's when real football matters. I still have hope. The Dolphins are still a top seven team per my power rankings right now. Uh, But last night wasn't fun. Last night wasn't fun whatsoever. Uh, And we can go on to the... Oh, actually one last note cuz I'm talking about good things for the Dolphins. Uh the Dolphins defense has more touchdowns scored than the Chargers in the last 2 weeks. So that's fun. <laughs> um let's keep going on. Uh another upset here. Packers 22, Giants 24. Uh Giants win on a last, yeah, they I was impressed the Packers have kind of been rolling with Jordan Love the last month of the season and here come the Giants and Tommy DeVito three straight wins the NFL he's like he's the media darling right now he is the story his family is soaking up all the fucking limelight there tailgating uh they were making cutlets in the parking lot they're it's literally the most stereotypical american italian family you can imagine uh and it's a great story. Tommy DeVito, uh, again in this one, looked looked pretty good. I don't, I, I don't think there's any other really way to uh, to say it, but looked pretty good in this one. Uh seventeen of 21, 158 yards, one passing touchdown. Also added seventy one yards rushing on the ground. uh what a story from Tommy DeVito. Who would have? thought certainly not me uh and this game this game looked like it was over saquon was running running the ball running it deep into packers territory to look seemingly ice the game and he fumbles big return back for the packers packers score that touchdown and then tommy devito game winning drive unbelievable unbelievable uh yeah not really much Much to say in this one. Uh, Packers, on the other hand. Uh, Actually, no. I got one more note for the Giants here. Giants have a path to the playoffs? Kind of. Not really. Uh, Let's look at this NFC. So they're five and... They're technically one game out right now. They're one game out and they have the... Saints. No, never mind. They play the Eagles twice. The... Eagles do not have a path, or I mean, the Giants do not have a path. Um, either way, Packers, on the other hand, was, was a big game to lose. They are still in a playoff spot, though, fortunately, though, for them. Uh, was Matt LaFleur's first loss of uh, of his Packers career? Yeah, and I... I don't know. It's, it's not that the Packers didn't look great. I think this is just kind of the Packers aren't one of these good, great teams. They're probably, I think if they play this game multiple times, the Packers win six out of 10, seven out of 10 times, something like that. Uh, I think the Packers are the better team. The Giants just got the better of them in this one. Uh, But yeah, I don't think the Packers are, they're an NFC playoff team. Uh, They are fine. They are okay. They're not great. Uh, Jaden Reed continued his good rookie year, four carries, 38 yards, another TD, also had eight catches for 27 yards. That's a bad stat line. But uh, yeah, I guess let's go all the way back to Thursday Night Football now. Patriots 21, Steelers 18, uh, was all Bailey Zappi in the first half, Throws us for three TDs. Uh, and then that was it. That was it was three TDs in the first half and then absolutely nothing in the second half, but it did not matter. These Steelers and Mitch Trubisky could not come back. Uh, Yeah, I guess good win for the Patriots kind of, I mean, they have a chance where I said, it comes down to that jets week 18 game where if they lose that one, and that's the reason why they don't have uh, the ability to pick one of these quarterbacks at second overall, uh, So be it. I'm okay with that, but I'm also of the opinion now where Robert Kraft, doesn't matter where the Patriots pick, he is going to be, tell whoever the GM is, I don't know if it'll be Bill Bill Belichick handling that decision to be like, you get me whatever quarterback we need. And if the Bears are going to trade away first overall instead of taking Caleb Williams, because that is a conversation that is happening right now, whether or not they keep Fields or go with Caleb Williams, uh, I think Kraft will give the green light to pay whatever it is to get that first overall pick or whatever it is to get that second overall pick. If both teams aren't adamant on picking a quarterback. Uh, so I think the Patriots end up with one of these guys and I guess good moral victory for the Patriots, regardless, uh, anything that really, no, nothing really happened in this one. Zeke had a pretty good game. Uh, Steelers on the other side, though, uh, Steelers only team above 500 who's lost back to back games to teams, eight games below 500. So, yeah, Steelers, are the first team to ever do that, lose back to back games to two teams below eight games, uh, eight games below 500. Uh, absolutely brutal. We have seen the difference that Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett makes. Uh, I don't like Kenny Pickett as a quarterback. He looked better after Matt Canada got fired. But Mitch Trubisky looks terrible. Uh and the Steelers defense didn't win them this game, and that was just kind of the big difference. Uh big hit to the Steelers. Uh playoff playoff hits. Not really, though. I think that they're still in a wild card spot. They are, but they got four teams sitting outside the playoffs right now. All 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 tied with the same record as them. The AFC race is going to be very, very, very interesting. Uh, Let's move on to the Sunday slate now here. Uh, Panthers 6, Saints 28. Terrible, 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 terrible terrible football. Both sides, I don't care that the Saints scored 28. Uh, There is a point in this game, Derek Carr was 12 for 18 for 37 yards and an interception. Like, that is brutal. I think Bryce Young was, like, one for... I think he was one for 18 at some point. He had a really bad passing completion. It, it, it's just... It, NFC South football is... Uh, they were making the joke on Part of My Take where now that the Pac-12 is in a thing, bring the NFC South, make them the new Pac-12. They all... They're such a bad division. Such a bad division. Um, But, yeah, the Saints come out on top of this one. They had a... Punt block, return for a TD, gave them a score. Very bad look on Panthers interim coach Chris Tabor, who is a special teams head coach for his unit to be the one that I mean, all three units look terrible. So that's not really a good point by me. But uh, regardless, Derek Carr, uh, stop playing football. Like, when is it like not enough to? His body, his body's just so broken down between the concussion that he's over now and then the the rib injury and the shoulder injury. Like he is a bruised and battered and injured man and I don't know what it's worth. I think he's I think he's just sticking in the stick in because he doesn't want to be replaced. I think just with his contract. Derek, you can't be replaced with that contract right now. Um yeah, it's very, I don't know. NFC South football is just not, not fun whatsoever. Um, Did anyone, did any of the, ah, no one did fuck all. Uh, Blake Groupie had an absolutely terrible fucking kick that he missed. Uh, Panthers on the other side. Yeah, Bryce Young, 13 to 36, 137 yards. He had a fumble like, no one no one is good. Bryce Young made a couple plays with his legs or his drops by receivers. Bryce Young, like I'm gonna to try to gather my thoughts here before I go, but I have been a big defender of Bryce Young this season. I have been like, it's tough for a quarterback when his only weapon is Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen having a great year, nothing against him. But there comes a point where it can't be, ah, uh, You blame the offensive line, blame the play calling, blame the weapons, and then sometimes it does. Everything is bad, but Bryce Young has also been a bad quarterback this year. He has had his spots, and I still believe in him as a overall QB, but seeing what the Panthers gave up for him and seeing, I think, Bryce Young's ceiling realistically could be, uh, not great. He still thinks it's college where he can go from a dead stop and outrun these monster uh defensive linemen that he plays up against. They're quicker than you think they're quicker than you think, and they're coming after you uh yeah, like I still believe in Bryce, but he has just also not had a great year, and I think that's fine to say. And what the Panthers did give up for him is just way too much now at this point, with DJ Moore, ninth overall last year. Uh, which ended up being Darnell Wright. So let's just do this. DJ Moore, Darnell Wright, first overall as of right now. Uh the first pick in the second round, and then a couple late. All of that for Bryce Young is a little too rich for my blood. Uh Yeah, Panthers, I have no idea where you go from here, and that's what an offseason is for, but uh, good luck with that. Uh, Next game up, Rams 31, Ravens 37. This game ended in overtime, and what a terrific game it was. Uh, And the way this game ended was a punt return from Tylan Wallace. Uh, Ravens Pro Bowl, I think he made an All-Pro as a returner. Devin Duvernay uh, left the game with injury, and that put in Oklahoma State product. Tylen Wallace to, to have the uh, punt return duties. And he housed one. He housed one to end the game in overtime. Uh, I always loved Tylen Wallace because back when he used to actually like play Madden, play Madden franchise, uh, like with other people. And we all had our own franchises. Tylen Wallace was one of my guys one year. Uh, I forget when he was drafted, but 2020, something like that, let's say. I think it was 2020. But Tylen Wallace was on my team and I, he was good. I like Tylen Wallace. So great on him to have that return. Uh, the Ravens are, again, I think that they're the best team in the AFC, but I don't think that they're really, it's tough. Cause it really is just the Niners and then everybody else, but like the Ravens are good. I think the Ravens are the best team in the AFC. It will come down for the one seed, uh, the Ravens versus the Dolphins. I mean, barring any other drop games in that time span, but, uh, that game will have huge implications for the one seed. Uh, and I think the Ravens are very good. I think the Ravens are very good. Their offense is looking better. Uh, they lose Kyle Hamilton in this one. I don't know with what injury here, but uh, yeah, Kyle Hamilton left the game. So that's a big loss. But Lamar, 24-43, 316 yards, three TDs and interception. Also added 70 yards rushing on the day uh the bane of my existence gus edwards only 15 yards what a bum uh but yeah the passing attack was deadly obj vintage obj performance revenge game for obj uh four catches 97 yards and a td isaiah likely five catches 83 yards and a td zay flowers six catches 60 yards and a td the offense is humming the offense is humming for the ravens and they're hitting their stride at the right time they are the best team in the afc that is a definitive statement at this point. I don't think anyone can argue that. Um, Rams on the other side. The Rams are good. And I honestly do think the Rams are pretty good. I put the Rams in the top 10 of my power rankings this week. Because since Kyron Williams has got back, this offense has been absolutely humming. He had another great day. 25 rushes, 114 yards. Uh... Stafford, three TDs on the day, was 23 of 41, 294 yards. Cooper Cup, vintage Cooper Cup day, eight catches, 115 yards, and a TD. And Puka Nakua, one of the best rookie performers of the year, five catches, 84 yards, adding to his rookie campaign of 82 catches for 1,113 yards. I think that only puts him back. I think he's like 350 yards back from... Jamar Chase's, like, all-time rookie mark. He has a chance to do it. Uh, The fact that... Where was he drafted again? He wasn't undrafted, right? I don't think he was undrafted. Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua was a... He was a fifth-round pick. Yeah, so for a fifth-round pick to come in immediately and have the chance to break the all-time rookie receiving mark. Uh, absolutely fantastic. But yeah, the Rams are kind of cooking. They are in the driver's seat for one of these wildcard spots. And their offense looks very, very good. The defense obviously looks suspect other than Aaron Donald. We knew this. But Stafford and Cop and Puka and Kyron Williams, this is a good offense. This is a good offense. And it's an offense that can score with anybody. Uh just need to stop them. I like the Rams, though. We can keep going. I think that's it that I have. Yeah. Uh, next game up, Colts 14, Bengals 34. Are the Bengals still good? Like, they are. Jake Browning had another good, great game in this one. Uh, 18 of 24, 275 yards, two passing touchdowns, an interception. Uh I, this is another team that I put way up in my power rankings this week because they just look like the Bengals. I know Joe Burrow isn't there, but it hasn't mattered. Jake Browning has been doing his thing. The run game has been nice. And uh, a big added weapon for them is the emergence of rookie running back Canadian Chase Brown. Uh, He's looked great. I mean, I said it, I think last week, but Joe Mixon, this man is here to steal your job and he is going to do it by the end of this season. I believe Joe Mixon still having a very good year, but by this time next year, it's going to be chase Brown's backfield. Uh, that is for certain. And yeah, he's been a nice addition because obviously T Higgins still doing his thing. Jamar chase still doing his thing. Mixon still doing his thing. And now you add another element in chase Brown and receiver out of the backfield, another guy to touch the rock and, uh, be able to get good yards. Because uh, he had three catches for 80 yards and a TD. Also had eight catches or eight rushes for 25 yards. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm back on the Bengals making the playoffs. I think that I think that the final playoff spots are honestly going to be. It's going to come down to the Browns and this Browns defense is very good. The offense with Flacco has been honestly not that bad. So they they have that one game up. They will make it. And I believe in the Bengals. I believe in the Bengals continuing to do what they're doing. The offenses look good. The defense continues to look how they've looked. Uh, and then the last team, I think the Bills do get that final wild card spot. That would be my AFC playoff picture. Uh, I don't think the Colts have enough, and we'll talk about the Colts. It's just the Colts are, they're a fun team. They're a good story, but they're not, they're not good. They're not an actual good playoff team. Gardner Minshew, is having a very good year, but uh, couldn't really do enough in this one. Was 26 of 39, 240 yards, one passing touchdown, one interception. Zach Moss did absolutely nothing on the ground. That hurt them. Michael Pittman still had a good game, but uh, yeah, this is just kind of the difference. The line was very, very close going into this one, but this game ended like if Joe Burrow was still the quarterback for the Bengals, and that's unbelievable if... uh if the Bengals do go on this run here with Jake Browning, maybe a little bit of a Nick Foles run. Uh, I guess time will tell. I guess time will tell. Uh, Moving on though, next game up, Jags 27, Browns 31. Uh, This game hurt me so much in not a way you would expect, but I had the Jags plus three. I was like, if Lawrence is playing, I believe in the Jags to keep this one close. And they didn't really, but they kind of did. Uh, But Yep, they went down, scored a touchdown, and instead of kicking the extra point to be down three, uh, Doug Peterson was like, I'm going to go for two. So if we get the ball back, we just need a field goal to win because they would have needed a field goal anyways to tie. Uh, they did not get it. So I do not get my push. And that game absolutely sucked. But the Browns' defense continued to play huge in this one. Uh I think they picked off Trevor Lawrence three times in this one. They did uh, one pick by Greg Newsome, two by Martin Emerson. Uh, and yeah, Lawrence was a bit of a statue in the pocket, sacked four times. It was just, yeah, the it was all the Bengals. It was all the Bengals. There was another fumble to not all the Bengals, it was all the Browns. Their defense is fantastic, and they're doing this without Denzel Ward, and they're doing it without Juan Thornhill. Uh Browns' defense is very good, and their offense looks competent. I mean, Joe Flacco has been their the best quarterback they've had since Jacoby Prasett last year, probably. Uh he was 26 of 45, 311 yards, three passing touchdowns. And I do think it helps. Like Joe Flacco, he's always had a good arm. And now he's rested. He hasn't had to do anything. And now he's finally seeing live reps for the first time in almost a year, it would seem. Uh, And he's slinging. I don't know how long it will last for. I still don't have faith in Flacco. But uh, yeah, I mean, I said it earlier. I think the Browns are going to be one of these final playoff teams. And they're playing like it. Jags, on the other hand, still winning the division. Uh, Still a game up on teams like the Colts and the Texans because they both lost. But I don't have a lot of faith in the Jags. I think that their defense has taken a ton of steps back. Uh, I think that the offense, minus Christian Kirk, is not as good. And now Trevor Lawrence isn't as mobile as he wants to be. Uh, yeah, I think it's kind of the beginning of the end for Jags. I guess we will see, because they will be in the playoffs, I'd imagine. Uh yeah. Uh in one note for the Browns, uh rookie Dewan Jones is out for the season now. Uh he came in as a backup to Jack Conklin, who got injured at the start of the season. Uh yeah, so Dewan Jones is now out with his own injury. He came in, he is a monster of a man and came in and played very, very well. Uh also Jedrick Wills is, I believe, is also out for the season. So the Browns are now out without their two starting tackles and their really good backup tackle. Uh Tough for the Browns. Uh, but we shall keep going here. Next game up, another upset here. Bears 28, Lions 13. The Bears have been good. The Bears have been... All right, I take that back. The Bears' defense has been very good since they traded for Montez Sweat. By most metrics, they have been a top-five defense uh, since adding Sweat at the trade deadline. Uh, He added another sack in this one. I think that makes it five and a half since he's been there. I believe. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, But he's been playing well in all of these defensive pieces that they kept and that Eberflus and Ryan Poles, Pales, Whatever. Signed in the offseason, like Edmonds. Uh, they kept Jalen Johnson, he's looking good. Jaquan Brisker had 17 tackles on the game. Uh, TJ Edwards still playing really well. Uh, but this defense is working for Matt Eberflus right now, and the offense is also looking very, very good. Justin Fields 12 rushes for 58 and a TD on the day. Uh, 19 of 33 passing, 223 yards, one pass and touchdown. DJ Moore, six catches, 68 yards and a passing touchdown. This is why I am hesitant now to say, do the Bears trade away fields and get whatever picks you get? Or do you trade away Caleb Williams and get a bounty of picks to set you up for the future with fields to try to contend? It's a tough situation, like really. And I don't know what packages you would get for fields or what packages you would get for Caleb Williams. And cause it's tough. Like, do you stay with fields, trade back a couple spots, maybe get Marvin Harrison jr. Or one of these left tackles or something and really bolster your offense. Or do you go with Caleb Williams and just hope that he really is this generational guy and have him and DJ Moore? get that relationship and you trade fields for, I think fields is worth a first. Uh, I think he definitely is at this point, given his age and what his contract will be for the next two more years. I think they have the fifth year option to think about now, but the bears have things to think about. And I think the bears are also in a weird playoff potential spot, Uh, which I mean, I talked about it with the giants, but the bears are, One game out as well with games against the Browns, the Cardinals, the Falcons, and the Packers. Now, the Browns will be a very, very tough game, but after that, Cardinals-Falcons, like they have to win out to make the playoffs, but who knows? Who knows? The NFC is crazy. Uh, Lions, on the other hand, I, I don't even know where to start. It just hasn't been... Hasn't been great. Maybe they should have tried to run the ball. They're averaging six yards a carry with both of their backs in this one. Uh, Yeah, was tough. That Bears defense played very, very well. Bear weather too. There was a lot of bad weather games in this. Uh, Off the top of my head, I think Jets-Texans was bad weather. This was bad weather. Pats-Steelers was bad weather. Uh, What other games? What other games were bad weather? Uh, blah blah, 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 It doesn't matter. Jags, Browns was bad weather. Colts, Bengals was bad, bad weather. Rams, Ravens was bad, bad weather. Yeah. Lots of bad weather games. Uh, regardless. Yeah. The Lions, I, they're not, they're not in that contending category. They're going to win the division. Probably. They got some teams on their tail. Uh, But it's just, it's done. I don't think I mentioned last week, but uh, Aleem McNeil, one of their really good young defensive tackles, he's out for the year. That is a big loss for them. Uh, Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't know what to really talk about the Lions. Like they're a good team, but they're not a great team and i don't think that they have the ability to be a great team where a team like the dolphins i think still does have the ability to be a great team maybe i don't know i'm so low on everything right now it's been a it's been a depressing day uh, to say the least uh we will keep moving on to another depressing game nfc south battle again buccaneers 20 29 falcons 25 uh the bucks are now the leaders of the division somehow, some way, six and seven leading the division. Unbelievable. Uh not a lot to really talk about in this one. Wasn't really a great game uh to watch. It was fairly high scoring, but I don't know why. Were there defensive touchdowns? I didn't really watch. Uh oh yeah, no, what's his face had a Did Carlton Davis not have a pick six. Uh oh, whatever, whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Uh, Baker, 14 to 29, 144 yards, two passing touchdowns, Rashad white, 102 yards rushing on the day. Also added a, his receiving touchdown was just no one wanted on, no one on the Falcons wanted to tackle him. Uh, but here we are, the six and seven Tampa Bay Buccaneers leading the division. Who would have thought? Not me. I didn't think the Bucks were going to be good whatsoever this year. But uh, yeah, Falcons on the other side also not good. Uh, Bijan had a touchdown on the day. Uh, the Buccaneers had nine men on the field when he scored that touchdown. If you are new to the sport, you need eleven on the field uh, typically. So yeah. Falcons, not good. Uh, Drake London did have an incredible game. 10 catches, 172 yards. He had a couple very, very acrobatic catches. This Falcons team has so much talent on it, but it is just so painful to watch it all come together. Uh, Yeah, I think I said a few weeks ago where I don't think that any of the NFC South coaches should keep their job after this year, and I think that's true. I don't know what any of them have really done to warrant keeping their jobs. Doesn't matter who wins the division. They need the clean house. Get rid of some people. Uh, yeah. But shout out to Drake London. He is being held captive here. And he's having a still a good year. 255 yards away from being a 1,000-yard receiver. We'll see if it happens. Uh we will move on Texans six Jets 30. And this was all second half, all second half from the Jets. Cause this game started off 11 drives and 11 punts in the first half, uh, zero, zero. And then, yeah, 30 to six for the Jets in the second half. Really crazy. And Zach Wilson is suddenly good, I guess. Um, He absolutely went off in the second half. He finished the day, though, 27 of 36, 301 yards, two passing touchdowns. uh, Also out of 12 yards, rushing on the ground. And he, or DJ Reed was telling the media after the game that Zach Wilson was telling him, he was like, well, what's the point? I mean, I'm just going to go out there and have fun because what's the worst they can do? Bench me again? Uh, He's completely right, but... uh, And he did. He went out there. He had fun. The offense looked good. Uh, Garrett Wilson, 9 catches, 108 yards. Brees Hall, 10 carries for 40 yards, but also added 86 yards and a touchdown receiving. This is the best, best that the Jets have looked in, I mean, fuck, a long, long, long time. I mean, let's just go back here. Probably since that Chiefs game all the way back. Or, no, I guess the Broncos... Broncos week five. This is the oh Eagles Week Six. How could I oh Yeah, I'll say Eagles week six because that Giants fucking 13 to 10 win was not great. Uh yeah. Good on the Jets. Good on the Jets defense. Having some morale there. Uh he's not gonna be able to do it two weeks in a row because it is Zach Wilson and they are playing the Dolphins, and the Dolphins are gonna have a Big, 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 big bounce back game. I can a- assure you on that. We're going to come out flying. We better fucking come out flying. Um, but yeah, good for the Jets. Good for Zach Wilson. Uh, it's games like that why you needed to play and prove why you can be an NFL backup. And games like that proven that you can be a spark at sometimes and do things like that. So good for Zach Wilson. Uh, Texans, on the other hand, this was a big hit to their playoff hopes uh CJ Stroud also left the game with a uh with a concuss- uh concussion uh smacked his head on the turf uh i think Nico Collins also uh also left with the game with an injury so uh not not great for the Texans having to start Davis Mills uh but yeah this was not a good 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 game from the Texans top to bottom nothing went right uh they are still out of the playoff spot still tied with five other teams at 7 and 6 to get in for the final wild card spot so it is really anyone's anywhere it is really up for grabs for anyone but uh who do the Texans have coming up Titans Browns Titans Colts it's possible it's possible for a lot of these teams uh But yeah, Texans, it was not your week. And there are a lot of teams clipping at your heels to try to get into the playoffs right now. Uh, And it's going to be an uphill battle. Next game up, Niners 28, Seahawks 16. Niners continue their dominance. Uh, Another great game by Brock Purdy, 19 of 27, 368 yards, two passing touchdowns, an interception. CMC right out the gate ripped off a 70 yard run did not get the TD Jordan Mason finished that one off and that's why I didn't win a parlay in this one because I didn't get a CMC TD even though it was minus 350 that's gambling for you uh but yeah CMC 16 uh 16 of 145 apps like crazy game Debo Samuel another great game 7 of 149 and TD IU 6 of 126 Kittle 3 of 76 uh, it's it's week after week i just keep saying it where my god the niners are good and they are truly in a class of their own um no one can compete with them right now their offense is too good every everything's clicking everyone they got no injuries right now no major injuries anyways uh the niners are just really fucking good i don't know there's nothing else to really like the it, it's the Niners year. Barring injuries, it is the Niners Super Bowl to lose right now. Uh I should go put in a Super Bowl bet on them. Uh yeah. It's the Niners. It's the Niners and then it's everyone else. They are very, 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 very good. Uh Seahawks in the other hand, Geno Smith was a late inactive, so Drew Locke came in and I was like, Drew Locke, you know, he can maybe do stuff. Uh He did 22 of 31, 269 yards, two passing TDs, two interceptions, had a great uh, touchdown pass to DK Metcalf to start start this game. Then DK was relatively quiet for the rest of it. Uh, But good on for Drew Locke coming in here, playing a relatively close game against one of the best, uh, or the best team in the NFL. I don't think a lot of people expected that from Drew Locke. But again, like I said with Zach Wilson, these are the games where you make your money in the NFL as a QB when you come in in relief and you play that well means teams want to teams want to stick around just a little more um I will I will say though DK Metcalf uh is an absolute diva. He got kicked out of this game. And we need diva wide receivers. I think and DK is the diva of divas right now. And it's not a bad thing, but it's like you do some stupid shit dk and you get mad about a lot you get mad about a ton uh but yeah dk's a diva if if you didn't know the d and dk standard for diva standard stands for diva uh next game up vikings 3 raiders nothing so i spent a lot of time apologizing profusely about how bad the Chargers and Patriots was just a week ago 6 nothing disgrace to the sport blah 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 and then here we have this game 3 nothing it like at least the Chargers like they kicked the field goal i think in the first or second quarter or whatever this game was 0-0 up until like the 2 minute warning in the fourth quarter uh absolutely horrendous it's like both teams side, and you have like the Raider side with Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers and Josh Jacobs. I know that he's hurt and he left the game with an injury, but like come on. And a big big credit to Brian Flores and his defense that has been very, very good since he took over the unit. Uh but yeah, uh the Vikings, I guess we'll start there. The Vikings needed Nick Mullins to come in. In relief because the past not Josh Dobbs was not cutting it. Uh started the game off throwing a hospital ball to Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson gets smoked in the ribs out of the game. Uh apparently it was he is day to day. So hopefully that he will be back next week for the Vikings playoff run here. But this was just a shameful, shameful game. And if you have to rely on Nick Mullins being like the spark for your team, uh it's not great for the Vikings, and I mean, I say it, I like them as one of my Super Bowl favorites next year, but if Kirk was healthy and uh, Justin Jefferson was healthy, this team would be very, very deadly. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, Raiders on the other side. Uh, I don't even know what's, what is there to say? This is just, this was a terrible game a terrible game. No one scored like awful. Like both. This was a game where like the hype just kind of killed both teams. Cause people like, Oh, the Josh Dobbs hype, that hype is now dead. He is now not the starter. It is Nick Mullins. Uh, the Raiders on the other side, Antonio Pierce. Oh, the interim head coach. Oh, he got two straight wins and then phew, straight down. Um, Yeah. The hype is dead for both these teams. The Vikings are in a playoff spot. I do think they get it because that defense is very good. I guess we'll see what Nick Mullins can do. But we will move on from this one and move on to this game here. Bills 20, Chiefs 17. Uh, I guess I'll start with the Bills. They they did it. This is a big start for them and their chances to make the playoffs. Still, It's still an uphill battle. They still got some tough tests, but they can do it theoretically. And I am a sharp. I bet the Bills plus 3,500 before this game. I think they're now up to plus 1,400. So look at me. Look at me being smart there. Uh, But yeah, Josh Allen did Josh Allen things in this one. There was a play he scrambled out and then like tippy-toed the sideline and threw a ball uh, to keep the drive going. James Cook was the best weapon they had 10 carries for 58 yards also had five carries or five catches for 83 and a touchdown they're weird though because there's times where like oh James Cook is cooking quite literally uh and he looks like their best weapon and then all of a sudden there goes drives where it's here's a Latavius Murray catch here's a Latavius Murray carry oh here's Ty Johnson for some reason and I don't know if they just like putting James Cook in the doghouse but let james cook be your focal point it's it's 2023 we don't lead, need latavius murray getting carries unless it's goal line carries at this point uh but yeah the bills the bills did their thing the bills control well they don't control their own destiny but uh they are close in this one uh and yeah it was a very very big win for the bills Chiefs on the other side here. No Isaiah Pacheco in this one, but uh, the story at the end of this one was Pat Mahomes being the biggest crybaby in the history of cryba- crybabies that the NFL has ever seen. And this is coming from someone who is objectively like Patrick Mahomes his entire career. I This is the first time that he has done something where I am like, that is a bad look. You're an idiot. I can't believe that you're whining this much about Something that it's because it wasn't even they were arguing with the call because he was clearly offside, they were arguing about you can't call that in that situation. Uh, let me remind you, Patrick, that uh, almost a year ago to the day, well, not almost a year ago to the day, but last year's Super Bowl, there was a very suspect holding call in favor of your team that won you the game. Uh, you can't have it both ways, you can't play at both sides. He has tried to. Uh, but yeah, I just blaming the refs and the ref, I think Carl Cheffers came out at the end and being like, I couldn't even see the ball. That's how offside he was. Like Kadarius Tony was egregiously offside. And people are like, oh, he waved down the ref and the ref gave him the okay. No, he didn't. He looked over at the ref before he was even lined up and then just proceeded to line up uh, completely offside. Like this is something that they have taught you since grade six football where it's like, okay, you got to be behind the line of scrimmage. So when you line up, make sure you look at the ball and make sure you can adjust accordingly. Uh, But just brutal by the Chiefs, brutal by Pat Mahomes, brutal by Andy Reid to complain that much about it. Um, And absolutely brutal by Kadarius Toney now where that's two games now where you can hand the loss directly to him. Two losses. I think he's contributed to a couple more, but two of the losses are solely his fault. The Lions at the start of the season and this game that just happened to the Bills. All Kadarius Tony's fault. Um, And I think Brett Veach, he thought that Tony, especially after that Super Bowl that he had, was going to be a big contributor on offense for for them, and he has really let them down. Uh, Luckily for them, rookie Rishi Rice has been a bright spot for the offense. Continued that this week, seven catches for 72 yards and TD. Uh, Kelsey also played well, five catches for 80 something yards. I'm not going to look at my phone because I really don't care. But uh, yeah, this Veach put too much faith in Tony and he paid MV. Marquez Valdez Scantling is an $11 million cap. If if you want to know why the chiefs don't have wide receivers, uh, says MVS has taken up all that money, but they just have guys. It's Kelsey, it's Rayshie Rice, it's the running guys, and then everyone else is brain dead on the Chiefs receiving core. They all drop balls. They all fumble it. They all don't run their routes properly. It's just, it's a mess. Everything past Kelsey and Rayshie Rice is a mess, and, I this I I don't know where we go. I mean the Chiefs play the Patriots. It's a big get right game for them, and I think it will be uh yeah. But either way, Pat Mahomes is a big, big, big giant cry crybaby. Uh next game up, Broncos 24, Chargers seven, and just like that, the Broncos are one game back of the AFC West Division race. Uh, absolutely unbelievable considering they started one and five, looked like they were one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, you got to give a big hand to Sean Payton in this turnaround. Uh, what he has done as a coach for this team this year is incredible. Um, and yeah, it wasn't even them having that great of a game in this one, it, it's more the Chargers doing charger things, Russ doing what he needed to do, the Broncos defense playing as well as they did. Uh, Yeah, like the Broncos defense, six sacks on the day, had an interception on Justin Herbert. Uh, And of course, Cortland Sutton is due for his one massive TD of the game, caught a, how far was this one? A 46 yard TD this time. Uh he's just a highlight machine. Cortland Sutton is fantastic. Uh he's a great one of the best jump ball receivers in the league. Um yeah. Here come the Broncos. Here come the Broncos. I don't I don't think they're gonna make it. I don't think they're gonna make it. It's going to be. I say it's gonna be tough, but Lions, Patriots, Chargers, Raiders, like If they beat the Lions, that's absolutely huge. If they lose to the Lions, then you play Bailey Zappi, Easton Stick, and Aiden O'Connell. Like, should be all wins, but NFL is weird. NFL is weird. I guess we shall see. Um, Chargers, on the other hand. So, obviously, the story in this one is Justin Herbert uh, injures his throwing, one of his throwing fingers. Or one of his fingers on his throwing hand. I don't know why that was so hard to say. And he is now, they're shutting him down for the season for good reason. They're just so bad. Uh, But that that now makes it Aaron Rodgers out for the year. Kirk Cousins done for the year. Justin Herbert out for the year. Burrow out for the year. The Nasty Man out for a year. Daniel Jones out for the year. And Anthony Richardson all out for the year. All starting quarterbacks, all not playing anymore. Uh, it's been a wild year for injuries, that's for sure. And Justin Herbert just adds to another list of injuries here. Um, honestly, not a bad thing for the Chargers. You are basically a lock for a top ten pick now. Your team stinks. Um, yeah, and now you don't have to. We don't have to be. Oh, Justin Herbert, get him some help. Well, I hope Easton stick comes in and wins a game and just like, Oh, that would be glorious. But uh, yeah, I guess we'll see you next season chargers. Uh, But I mean, we knew that this was, it was already the end a couple weeks ago, but no more Herbert. You're relegated to one of the worst teams in the NFL. And finally, last game up Eagles, 13 Cowboys, 33. The Cowboys whooped them all night. Uh, There was a lot of mistakes by the Eagles part, but we will get to that. Uh, I want to talk about this Cowboys team to start off and start off with a guy who's a little bit older in the league, but still one of the premier players at the position. Stephon Gilmore, absolutely locked up. Uh, A.J. Brown in this one. A.J. Brown ap- apparently pregame and during the game was calling Gilly an old man, and Gilly took that one personally. He was clamps on A.J. Brown for most of the night. Also uh, had a forced fumble on A.J. Brown. Uh, nice to see him play with some fight, play with some heart. He was pissed off. He still proved that he is one of these better premier uh, corners in the league, regardless of age right now. Uh Absolutely love to see it. Uh, and the other big story in this one was re- or fucking Cowboys kicker, Brandon Aubrey going four for four on the day with three extra points as well. And those four kicks were from 60, were from 59, I think 50, 50 and 45. Uh, he hasn't missed a kick so far on his career. And This is a guy who didn't even play football growing up. He was a soccer player. He was on scholarship for Notre Dame, uh, got drafted by the Toronto FC of the MLS, and then somehow managed and started being a kicker. I think he went the USFL route, uh, landed with the Cowboys, and now here we are, uh, former soccer player, now one of the better kickers in the league. The Cowboys, who have been kind of up in the air about their kicker ever since who was the Cowboys long time kicker. That's going to bug me. He was, he was very good. Uh, Dallas Cowboys long time kicker, but they, they went away from him. And then Brett Maher, who is another Toronto kind of story or Canada story, Toronto adjacent, I guess when, cause he played for the red blacks here in Ottawa. Uh, Dan Bailey, Dan Bailey. Yep, he was their kicker for a long, long time. Now it looks like it could be Brandon Aubrey. Uh, but yeah, Jake Ferguson continues to be a yak monster for this team, continuing their trend of very good white tight ends. Uh, five catches, 72 yards. CD Lamb continuing his good season. Six catches, 71 yards, and a TD. And the fact that the MVP race is between Dak and Brock Purdy is... Uh, kind of nuts but uh that's been a weird year in the NFL that's for sure uh Eagles on the other side this this was not a good game they the defense got or yeah, I don't know just wasn't a good game a lot of mental mistakes a lot of fumbles a lot of drop balls like Devonta Smith had a drop ball that would have been a touchdown AJ Brown had a drop ball that would have put them in the red zone uh Hertz had a fumble uh yeah, the defense just got exposed. The defense couldn't do anything the entire game uh yeah, like i the Eagles are obviously still a very good team and one of the better teams in the n f c but uh i've I've been saying it for months now where this isn't the same Eagles team as last year and They haven't. They've been outscored very badly uh, in the last six quarters. Uh, So basically the last half of that Niners game and then this game. uh, Again, Eagles are still good. I think they'll they'll get it back on track, but this has been... They have proven that they are not on the same level now. not even close as the Niners and the Cowboys. Lots of things can change. Lots of things can happen. Still four weeks left in the season here, but... uh, That'll do it for the recap. I am really hoping that this finished recording and doing it properly, because I won't find out until I hit this stop button right here if it worked. Uh, Yeah, uh, I guess one final note here. uh, The holiday jersey giveaway that I'm doing, it's not a scam. It's not not some elaborate joke to get Tommy a Dolphins Tua jersey or a social media QB on the back jersey uh, for the Chargers. No, it's I'm not picking the jersey that you get. You pick the jersey from DHgate, whatever jersey, hockey, football, baseball, basketball, I don't give a shit. Your choice of jersey, all you have to do, like, share, follow the Instagram page. Simple as that. And may the best person win. That'll do it for this episode though. If you have liked this, please like, share, retweet, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And until next time, peace.